In America, we don't turn to government to restore our souls. We put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before, and it's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Harrell. Probably one of the largest letdowns in political history. Just have fun. Keep fighting, God wins. We love Only walking down the street, you wouldn't think anything different. 14-year-old Ryland Whittington is a typical Southern California teenager. And the Whittingtons, along with mom Hillary, dad Jeff, and sister Brinley, are a typical family. The only difference, though, in Ryland's eyes, is what this family can mean to the tens of thousands of kids under 18 who identify as transgender. We put our story out there so people could see that like there's another family out there that is going through what we're going through or there's another family who's proud of who they are. Before Ryland could even speak, he managed to tell his parents that he is a boy. I could just see it. It wasn't him trying to be a brat. It was like painful. It was truly painful for him to have to wear feminine clothing and, and for us constantly telling him that you're a girl. And unlike some trans kids, when Ryland came out at age five, a few years later, he had the full support of his parents. Initially, there was some pushback from us in yeah. trying to understand this. We were confused like most people are. We thought that gender and sexuality were the same thing. It took us a while to figure out that those two things are different and that children actually do recognize their gender identity very young. Some of them, not all. But they listened to Ryland and to Hillary's conservative faith. For me, it's just a deep spiritual belief that you believe in God and he, you know, created us the way he wanted us. Well, then, yes, he created Ryland just the way he is. And 
They listened to families. They met in support groups. There was a father who was sitting across the table. He says, you have no idea how lucky you are to be here, which kind of took me back. I didn't at that point consider myself lucky to be there. And he said, you know, our, our child had displayed this gender dysphoria or this gender misalignment at, at the same age that Rylan has. And we didn't listen and we pushed back. That pushback led that child to turn to self-harm as a teenager, which 60% of trans and non-binary kids engage in, according to the Trevor Project. More than 50% consider suicide. That for me was the turning point. I didn't want to see Ryland to go through that. I'd rather have a living son than a dead daughter. And I guarantee that if we had pushed back and done what a lot of parents do, I don't think that we would have either one of the kids that you see before you here today. Allowing him to, to live authentically and true to himself and be who he really feels like he is. When you get to know Ryland, you see just how proud and confident he is of himself. Ryland's story got international attention in 2014 when a family YouTube video went viral. And Hillary has since written a book called Raising Ryland. I never thought that I would be known for this like as well as I am, but Really, it's just a small part of who I am. He just brushes things off his shoulders like it's fine. He moves on in his life and he's just kind of think everything we've been through, he's just like learned to do that and he's really good at it. I could never do that. The Whittingtons believe sharing their story could make a lasting difference in another child's life, something they learned from that support group father nearly a decade ago. I'm just here to make the ride smoother for others. You might be struggling right now, but we believe in you. This family, we might not know you, we might not oh, thanks. know where you live, but oh, so encouraging. You know, we understand you and we believe in you. Great. What extraordinary courage displayed by Ryland, his sister Brinley, father Jeff, and mom Hillary. I want to. Th All right, let's go ahead and just shut that up. Okay, look, folks. The first thing that I want to say is there is so much wrong with everything that you just heard. Coming from, and, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to say there's so much wrong with what you just heard. Coming from a Christian conservative point of view, which that mother decided that she would throw out there in the midst of her making money off turning her son into a boy, okay? Number one, this isn't some kind of thing that you're born with, okay? You're taught this stuff. This is a trend in public school, okay? Where, why didn't this exist 50 years ago? Because it's a trend. It's an agenda. It is pushed on these children, and it's pushed at them at such a young age because we know that they want your child from the cradle to the grave. They want your children. They want to federalize preschool for this kind of stuff right here. He did not tell you he wanted to be a girl before he could even speak and read correctly. No. He was not going through pain at age five. When he came out at age five, came out of what? Came out of what? Her bedroom? Came out of her bathroom? Came out as what? What are you talking about? You had two little girls and you wanted a boy so badly. And you decided not to try for other children. So you said, let's just turn our child into a boy. And let's make her believe that it's all him. And let's reassure him that it's all him. More than likely, just like any other child at that age, at four, three, five years old, they say, oh, I want to wear a dress if they're a boy, or I want to wear boy clothes if I'm a girl. Yeah, that's just called normal, okay? You don't take it and run with it. You don't think, oh, my four-year-old is thinking logically from a mature level. I might as well just go run with it because I don't want her to kill herself. I'd rather have an alive son than a dead daughter. You don't do that. You don't think like that as a logical parent, and sure as H-E-double hockey sticks don't think of that. 
like that logic. If you're a Christian conservative, I thought about going to my Christian conservative values. Oh, really? Is that what your Christian conservative values told you to do? And then I love the way these people like to bring God into it. If God made us exactly how we are and who we're supposed to be, then God made him perfect. Yeah, he did at birth when it was a girl. And again, you want to live this life at 18 years old or older, that's your prerogative to do so. Maybe even at 16 or 17, if you think this is the way you want to go, it might be your prerogative to do so. But this trend of pushing um, these children into the, pro- into the wrong gender. We thought that gender and sexuality was the same thing. Okay, nice try. Nice try. Folks, you're locked and loaded right here on Live from America. I am your ever-so-humble, God-fearing, and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, coming to you from the Live Free or Die Granite State of New Hampshire. And it is a blessing and an honor to be here with you. But that kind of stuff right there, not only is the whole story just propagandized and and now they're profiting off of it by the way let's write books and profit off of it let's profit off this child abuse i guarantee you that little girl is going to wish that it never happened when she becomes an adult woman and if she decides to mutilate herself with the support of her obviously lost parents she's going to wish she never done that she's going to wish she'd never done that Now, those parents seem nice. They seem like they're a good American family. And who knows? I'm not here to judge them any other way than to say that what they allowed to happen and what they pushed to happen and the way they sensationalized the story to make it sound like, oh, we did it all because we didn't want her to kill herself. Oh, good job. And shame on Fox News, hey? Shame on Fox News. Call me old-fashioned, said Michael Knowles. But I like my Christian, I like my conservative news a little bit more, I don't know, conservative. Fox News has gone off the deep end. And you know what? Here's my advice to people like Tucker, okay, the good people that are there. Get away from Fox News right now. Take your audience with you. You'll make more money if you take your audience with you and go independent than you will by funneling through Fox News. You have the audience, Tucker. Get away from that news organization ASAP. Don't keep them alive. They want to go in the same direction as MSDNC and CNN. Unbelievable. The kind of stuff that we are exposing our kids to. And again, like I said, this didn't happen. This wasn't going on 50 years ago, 60 years ago. This wasn't going on 30 years ago. That lets you know it's a trend. Well, the, the, the number of children coming out as transgender, coming out as gay is on the rise. I wonder why. I wonder why. When you make the entire world feminine and you call real men toxic masculinity and you make them afraid of even being real men, that's where we are and that's why we are where we are. Folks, let's go to the good book. Let's go to the Lord because that is where we're going to find our truth. That's where we're going to find our salvation. That's who is going to help us keep our children safe. <clears throat> and that's who we need now more than ever. June 10th, year of our Lord, 2022. I want you to learn to relax more in my sovereignty, receiving each day as a good gift from me. No matter what it contains, accept the limitations of being, finite, of being a finite person and keep turning towards me. Awareness of my face shining upon you can install joy, excuse me, instill joy into the most difficult day. Psalm 4610 
tells us, cease striving and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. And number 625 that says, the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. Before you turn out the light, relax in the truth of who you really are. My beloved in whom I delight. Again, the Lord made that little girl perfect, just like the mother said, except the mother was very lost. The way the Lord made that little girl was the way the Lord wanted that little girl to be. And that little girl could have grown up to be something amazing. But I fear now that that little girl will not because of the confusion and because of the stress that she will be under for the rest of her life. It is the way it is. And you don't need somebody bullying you to make you feel that stress. You're going to inherently feel that stress from your Holy Spirit. And that's what we'll pray for right now. Please remove your hats if you are wearing one. And say the Lord's Prayer with me today from your lips to his ears. Here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. And folks, if you're watching on Real America's Voice News tonight and you decided to stay up long enough to watch your beloved Live from America that is now switched to 11 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time on Friday nights, I want to say thank you, and I hope that you enjoyed um, Ted Nugent's show here on Real America's Voice News Because all boats rise, and we're going to work together to save this country. Amen? We're going to take our first commercial break here on RAV TV. This is LFA TV. I'm Jeremy Harrell from New Hampshire, and we will be right back. Please stay tuned right after this. Yeah, it is pretty crazy. You watch these little kids. You watch these little kids go through this stuff, and your heart breaks for them. It really does. It really does. Ronald says, no breaks. We got to have breaks at night, my friend. Remember, by the way, next week, folks, is our one Friday show. Okay? Sometimes we get off course here, and when we do, we just go right back to back with double shows on Friday. But next week, we're back on track. Only one show on Friday. Tim and Gina, tomorrow is my birthday, Jeremy. Well, I don't know which one of you's birthdays it is, but happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Tim or Gina. I'm not sure which one it is, but happy birthday to you. I hope it is a good one. What are you, 31, 32? Let's just pretend it is either way. Um, Watching you on Roku, says Mama Rhett. Well, God bless Roku and God bless you. Thank you very much. Amanda Collins is watching on Facebook. How are you? Good to see you. Um, we've got Jatfish in the building, Carla Reynolds. Let's jump over the Getter real quick. I'm watching Facebook, I'm watching Getter, and I'm watching Rumble. So I want to say hello to everybody who is in the chat, and I appreciate you being here. But Getter, we've got about 800 people watching over there. So to hello to all 800 of you. It is a blessing and an honor to have you there. I see Bree K saying, those parents are insulting God. Amen. Lisa Seely on Facebook says, the picture of your little girl... 
Oh, yes, last night uh, my daughter graduated K-4 kindergarten. She's going to K-5 kindergarten. But, yeah, she was very happy. Kind Embroidery is in the building. Barb, how you doing? I sent somebody your way. Hopefully they'll come. Miguel Ortiz, good to see you. How you doing? Haji is in the building. Linda Lou and one more Zachary White. How you doing? It's good to see you all. Um, I grew up on a farm around a lot of boys in a community. I always competed with them, but never wanted to be one, says Vicky. Amen. Pumpkin55 says, hey, LFA, I want to give a big shout out to our beloved Corn Pop. In the building, how you doing? Good to see you. Lance, how you doing from Michigan? And one more. <clears throat> Iris says, Rumble, Firestick, and Getter here. Watching on all three platforms. That way, if one goes down, you don't miss a beat. I love it. All right, let's get this, uh, let's get this party started, baby. Also, one more big shout-out to Stephen Golick. Watching, uh, he works at Wheelin. And uh, I'd like to say a big shout-out to Stephen Golick, who uh, works at Whelan. He'll know who it is. He better, unless there's a mother, another Stephen Golick that works at Whelan. All right, back to the show. Welcome back to Live from America. It is an honor to be here with you on RAV TV. And uh, we're going to get ready to start the show tonight. So please, lift up your cups and lift them high as we not only toast to everybody who's watching, but take our first slurp of the evening so we can get the fuel that we need to burn deep in our bellies for this show. Here we go. First and foremost, you ready? I'm ready. Get her ready. Rav TV ready. All these platforms ready. I know Rumble's ready. Let's do it. Republicans are targeting 75 Democratic seats in the House in a bid to retake the House in the 2022 midterms. Now, you're hearing a lot of uh, different people say a lot of different things. Some people, like the rhinos, will tell you, we're poised to take 20 or 30 seats in the House. Then you'll have people like John Frederick say, I think we'll take 60 seats in the House. And then you got people like myself and Bannon who say, I think it's even more like 90 to 100. But there's a target on 75 of these Democratic seats. All we have to do is get rid of all the rhinos and we could win every single one of them. The problem is, is that in a lot of these states, Democrats can vote in Republican primaries, which should not be legal. And when they're doing this, they are making it a a lot harder for us to get rid of the rhinos because they're already going to get Republican votes as it is just because there's a lot of older folks out there who are still GOP. But if we could get rid of these rhinos, then we could get actual real good candidates in those seats and we could literally clean house. But when we got rhinos winning primaries, I don't see that happening for the 100 seats. But anyway, let's get into this story because it's worth talking about. House Republicans, especially because of redistricting, folks. Redistricting has given us basically a head start. So that's a good thing, okay? House Republicans have widened the playing field for the midterms after releasing an expanded battleground list on June 9th that added the chair of the Democrat House campaign arms at three other and three other targets. Excuse me. The National Republican Congressional Committee, NRCC, is targeting a total of 75 Democrat-held or newly created seats ahead of the midterms. The Republican Party needs to flip just five seats in the November elections to claim a majority in the House. However, the House GOP's campaign arm stated in a memo that its opportunity for Republicans to deliver a historically significant majority 
given resident Joe Biden's diminishing approval ratings, well, it's going to be a good, uh, we're going to have a good year. We'll just put it that way. Right now, the political environment is downright toxic for Joe Biden and the Democrats, which is why you don't see any Democrats begging for Joe Biden to show up to campaign for them in these midterms, okay? Um, History shows that the president's party, ready for this? This is, this, these are just numbers, folks, numbers that are actual facts. History shows that the president's party loses an average of 27 seats in the midterms and that the number jumps to 37 seats when the president's approval rating is below 50. Joe Biden's approval rating currently sits in the low 40s. Really, I think it's actually more like 35, but we're just going to take the average here because of Democrat policies that have led to a 40-year high inflation, rising crime, crisis at the southern border, and people's 401ks going in the toilet. And uh, gas prices. I mean, I, I mean, that's part of inflation. But Representative Sean Patrick Maloney, Democrat of New York, chairman of the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee, is among the new additions that the NRCC says is considered vulnerable. Maloney, who currently represents New York's 18th district, was criticized by his fellow Democrats in May after he announced his intention to run for the 17th district currently held by first-term Democrat Representative Mondaire Jones. The once-in-a-decade redrawing of congressional districts in New York and Texas made it harder for Democrats to compete, uh, compete in November's midterm elections. Other names listed in the NRCC's released including, include Representative Raja Krishamurthy of Illinois' 8th District and Representative Al Lawson of Jacksonville's Florida's 4th District. The group is also targeting an open seat in Pennsylvania's 12th district where a longtime representative, Mike Doyle, is retiring. No Democrat is safe in this environment, NRCC Chairman Tom Emmer said in a statement. The new list was first reported by Fox News, and uh, they've been, we've been warning Democrats for months that they have a choice, retire or lose, uh, the chairman told Fox News. The ones who chose to retire will be held accountable for their reckless spending. I think there's, what, 32 that are retiring? Soft on crime, pro-illegal immigration, and their socialist agenda. Meanwhile, other opens, another open seat was removed from the list. Florida's sec, uh, 22nd district, currently held by retiring Representative Ted Deutsch. The NRCC said that if the party could win 18 seats, it would, be, it would see a red wave that would rival what the GOP experienced in 1994. If the party could win 35 seats, it would see the largest majority in nearly a century. You're looking at 80 seats, folks. If we can continue to remove the rhinos, that is the key. If we do not continue to remove the rhinos, then you're not going to see the 80 seats that we know we can win. The thing about it all, folks, is just absolutely getting rid of the rhinos. We get rid of the rhinos. We get rid of all of these Democrats because it's the rhinos that are keeping these Democrats in power because the Democrats know they can beat the rhinos. And when the Democrats send their little lackeys on the streets to vote for, uh, for rhinos because they know they can beat them, well, that's where we have a hard, that's where we have to take a hard stance and that's when we have to take a hard look, hopefully, and let's just keep praying that these state legislatures will do something about there. These states, these red states will do something about Democrats being allowed to vote in their primaries. Because as long as that is a possibility, I don't see, uh, I don't see anything uh, moving forward 
to, to the 80 seat uh, majority that we, or the 80 seat flip that we could actually see. So let's keep our prayers that, uh, that we can continue to fight on that front. Anyway, moving forward, ladies and gentlemen, moving on to the next story of the night before we bring in our guest, and that is another Trump-endorsed candidate has won in the GOP primary in Montana's 1st District. Ryan Zink, a former Trump administration official, narrowly won the Republican primary for Montana's 1st Congressional District on Thursday, according to a result, uh, uh, the results posted to the Montana Secretary of State website. According to the preliminary result numbers, Zink defeated former state senator and his closest Republican rival, Al Olszewski, excuse me, by just over 1,600 votes out of 84,543 cast in the race. So he just barely squeaked it out. And that's Trump endorsed. So again, how many Republicans or Democrats or rhinos are voting against these Trump endorsed uh, candidates? That's the question. Just over 1,600 votes and 84,500 cast. That's crazy. Separate Republican primary results from Edison Research showed that Zink defeated Olszewski 41.7% to 39.8%, with 99% of the estimated vote counted. The primary took uh, place on Tuesday, and two days later, we have a declared winner. And thank God and congrats to Ryan Zink for winning that uh, primary. As for the Democrat side of things, um, Missoula attorney Monica Trennell is the projected winner with 65% of the vote, or 36,829 votes, cast against Cora Newman, a public health and land advocate, with 27% of the vote. Zink, a former U.S. Navy SEAL, and again, folks, he worked for the Trump administration already, so Trump is familiar with him. Thank God. That he won because it would have been bad to have another Trump endorsed candidate lose. We got to keep that winning streak up. A former U.S. Navy uh, SEAL has focused much of his campaign on fighting inflation, border security, healthy forests and wildfire prevention. That's that we don't hear much about candidates talk about that. So it is nice to see candidates talk about something other than the status quo and promoting public access to public lands, as well as supporting veterans, among other key issues. He was one of five Republicans on the primary ballot for the open seat and will now face Trannel in the November 8th general election. Sounds like Tranny. Trannel, Tranny probably believes the same thing. Who knows? In a statement posted to Twitter, Zink thanked Montanians for their, is it Montanians or or Montanians, for their confidence that America can be fixed and for ignoring the political BS, he said. He also thanked former President Donald Trump. I hate when articles say that, by the way. They know better. Let's just call it like it is. He thanked current President Donald J. Trump, who's endorsed featured uh, prominently in Zink's campaign, as well as Montana Senator Day, uh, Steve Daines and Governor Gregory Glanforty for their complete and total endorsements. Long story short, folks, we've got rid of another Rhino, we've got another Trump endorsed candidate on his way to the prime or to the uh, midterm elections, and we couldn't be happier. Let's put all of our attention behind those candidates. Amen. All right, let's take another break here on Real America's Voice News. We will be right back with Ben Berkwam, the most fearless journalist in the field. Right after this, stay tuned. 
Folks, I'm very excited to have Ben here tonight. I'm going to send him a, uh, I'm going to send him a quick text message. Let him know we're ready. We can get him, uh, get him on early. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about with Ben tonight, but uh, I'm going to take you guys down a memory lane real quick. So if you guys want anybody to see, uh, see what Ben has gone through to get where he is, then you want to tune in tonight. Jeremy, are you calling Pizza Hut tonight? No, we called them for two days straight, and I called them many times off air. Uh, but that doesn't mean we can't keep calling them, so keep calling them. We're just not calling tonight. Melly just ordered a freezer and my cow with all meats tongue too. You cow tongue? I can't do it. I can't do the cow tongue. It just doesn't work out for me. I just can't even look at it. Push the Patriot vote, said Lisa Seely. Amen. Amen. Well, when we, uh, you guys want to see a Patriot vote? If anybody's watching from New Hampshire, and I know there's a lot of people that do, if you want to push a Patriot vote, then why don't you push this Patriots vote right here? There we go. Finally, ladies and gentlemen, we've got the uh, artwork done. We've got the images done. We've got the marketing material done. We are working on right now getting it all printed up. And there it is right there. Vote Jeremy Harrell, state representative. Uh, And, of course, it reads, for state representative winning the future, I know that when common-sense-driven Granite State Patriots come together, the sky is only the only limit on what we can achieve. Amen. Amen. So hopefully we get a nice ground team working here in New Hampshire. And hopefully, if God wills it, then I will be a state representative. However, I am going up against um, liberals in a very liberal area. So the only way we're going to win is by the grace of God. Ben is finding a spot to pull over now. So we're going to wait for Ben to come on. Um, I want to thank Clee Sully, who just donated 500 for God is the one who provides the seed for the farmer and the bread. Oh, I'm amazing. Second Corinthians 9. God bless you and thank you. Also, who donated the $20? Patsy Boatwright. If you aren't boycotting Fox News, start now for your campaign, Jeremy. Well, thank you. Thank you very, very much. Like I said, the most that's ever been spent on this campaign has been uh, $6,000 where I live. So, it, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to be spending $6,000. I'm going to do it old-fashioned way and go door to door. Um, let's uh, come back from this. Let's come back from this commercial break right now. And let's get into, I want to show this, what I just showed you. I want to show these, uh, these uh, voting posters. And then I want to get into talking about where Ben was and where Ben and how Ben got to where he got to. Okay, let's come back from this commercial break now. And when, and when we're ready, we'll bring in Ben. I see Ben up there now, so we'll bring him in shortly. All right, here we go. Welcome back to Live from America here on Real America's Voice News, where you get real news and honest views. Again, whoever came up with that slogan was a genius. It's great. Anyway, folks, as, uh, as we were j- just left the, uh, the last segment, we're talking about make sure you vote for the Patriots. Get out there, find out who's a rhino, find out who's a Patriot, and vote for the Patriots. And if you live in the great state of New Hampshire, specifically in District 6, then please get out on November 8th this year and vote for yours truly, Jeremy Harrell for state representative here in my home state, the Granite State of New Hampshire. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, we want to vote for freedom. We want to win the future. And like I say, I know that when common sense driven Granite State Patriots come together, the sky is the only limit on what we can achieve. So I'm putting my money where my mouth is and let's hope 
that it is that it's in God's that it's God's will and in the cards uh, for me to win in my very liberal, very liberal area. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I want to talk about a very dear friend of mine, Mr. Ben Berkwam. Now, a lot of you have seen that Mr. Ben Berkwam has put his life on the line, put his family's life on the line. But what a lot of you may not know is what he's gone through to get here. I'd like to bring up some pictures if I could. Um, here's one right here. This is, uh, this is my brother from another mother, my brother in Christ, Ben Berkwam, with his head gashed open a few years back, trying to fight for freedom here in the great U.S. of A., and that is the tolerant left right there who did that to him. Now, you guys all know Ben Berkwam. He's a man of God. He's a family man. He would never in any way attack somebody first. He would only defend himself. And that's what you get for trying to defend America, folks. Oh, but that's not it. Here's another one. There Ben is, all just taped up and bandaged up, still fighting for freedom after the gash uh, in his head, after the, uh, the, the left attacked him. And there he is holding the sign, stop liberal intolerance, because that's exactly what they don't have, is intolerance. Folks, a lot of us have been through the ringer. A lot of us have been drugged through the mud. A lot of us have been hospitalized. Ben has been hospitalized. Ben has been threatened. Ben has been arrested, ladies and gentlemen, to bring you the truth and to bring you the, uh, the news of what's going on in the world. So without further ado, I would like to... Uh, to bring on my brother from another mother right now, and that is Mr. Ben Berkwam on the air with me. Ben, how you doing, my friend? Oh, you're uh, you're muted, sir. You're muted yeah, there. Hey, sorry, there you about, go. Sorry about that. Didn't want you to get all the background noise, but it's always an honor, brother. Hey, you know, I just I just showed some pictures, pictures that you uh, I'm sure you still uh, remember when you close your eyes today about the stuff that you've gone through, the stuff that I've gone through. Uh, Will Johnson, so many. Great patriots out there who have fought for the last six years to save this country. I want you to talk a little bit about those photos that I just showed and what you've been doing for how long you've been doing it just to get truth out there. And you're not a violent person. Why did that happen to you? Yeah, uh, that was really a, the beginning of, of my journey. I, I wouldn't even say the beginning. It was a pivotal point in God's call in my life to get to where I'm at today, Jeremy, that was back in 2017 in Berkeley, the, those pictures. I still have the, the scar on my head from the, that day. And I have more scars since then. I've been hit in the head with sticks and bottles. I've had uh, glass bottles thrown at me. I've, had, I've been spit on multiple times. Um, and it's just, you know, it's, it's unfortunately par for the course when you're dealing with evil. That's, that's really the battle we're up against. It's good versus evil. And I was actually, it was a day I, I took my family. I didn't realize how bad it was. I had seen the battle for Berkeley, the, the original battle for Berkeley before that. And I decided to go out and I, I said, this just can't be America. If this is allowed to, to happen, innocent people are allowed to be attacked. Uh, I can't imagine that that is what America has become. And so I just went out to film it that day. And I actually took my family with me. Uh, my wife was eight months pregnant at the time. And we had our six-year-old daughter who is now 11. So uh, we, I dropped them off to go shopping and I just said, Hey babe, just come back and pick me up in a, a couple hours. I'm going to go out and film and talk to people. And I was wearing my make America great again hat. And I had my phone and I was simply walking around trying to have conversations. And, um, at one point I had one of these Antifa thugs, these, uh, so-called anti-fascists who truly are fascists came up and stole my hat and went running into the crowd of Antifa. And I decided it was that I, I really had that pivotal fork in the road moment where it was like, do I just let this go or do I go in and get it? And I chose to go in and get it. 
And for doing that, I was uh, first, I was hitting the ear and almost cut the top of my ear off uh, my left side. Uh, I was punched in the mouth. And eventually, as that happened, I, I said, you're a bunch of effing cowards. I was standing in the middle of about 60 of these face covered scumbag, you know, evil demons who uh, wanted to shut me down simply because they didn't like what I was saying. And I uh, stood there and, and eventually got hit in the top of the head. That's where it got the gash on the top of the head. And, and ultimately, the last thing they did as I continued to stand there with blood pouring down my face, calling them cowards for what they were doing, uh, they ended up breaking my phone. And it was actually at that moment, I didn't realize that the group of patriots that were there were had, had moved in behind me and had basically we had, had created a wall. I remember that. And I didn't, even, I didn't even see that happening. I was just so focused on what was in front of me. And then once they broke my phone, though, and this was uh, back, you know, when the Proud Boys first started. These were yeah. the Patriots. This was uh, Kyle Chapman, base stickman, if you guys yep, know him. Yeah, I remember that. Just an absolute, absolute American Patriot yep. who they've tried to destroy his life sure, as well. Sure, And And when they broke my phone, that was actually the last straw for the people that were standing behind me. And they went in and just whooped these guys. It was the first time that Antifa was driven out of Berkeley. And it was really... For me, it was it was you know it was a big moment, and I, I I stayed there for about an hour and a half before I went to the hospital to get stitches, and then I had to call my wife, had to borrow someone's phone, and call my wife and tell her, hey babe, I'm bleeding, uh, I'm okay, but you know I need to go to the hospital and get some stitches. Um, the worst part about it was really Chloe's face, uh, my daughter, you know, my six year old at the time, I remember and that. the look on her face when she picked me up. Um, you could just tell, you know, what, what did they do to my daddy was, yeah. you know, she was the look in her eye. And for the longest time after that, anytime I told her I was going to go anywhere, she would beg me and grab me and say, dad, don't go, don't go. Um, and it was, you know, it was, it was actually, I, I thought about that a long time afterwards and I, I prayed about it and I said, God, if, you know, these people, this is, this is evil, what we're dealing with. And these people are violent and it's going to get worse. I could feel it inside that I knew it was going to get worse. Um, and I had to make that decision. And for me, it was it was uh, it was the turning point in my life because I, I realized I said, if I if I don't make the decision to stand up for this generation, then it's going to be my daughter's duty to do it. And my daughter, who wasn't even born at the time yet, uh, who's now five years old, um, I, I couldn't allow them to have to deal with what, uh, you know, when I have an opportunity to stop it. And so that was that re really reshaped my life, redirected my life and has caused me to be where I am today was the decision to stand and to continue to stand. And, um, and that's my calling is not just to stand, but to call others to join the fight and to motivate and to coach and to help lead this army in the battle of uh, good versus evil that God has called us to. You know, Ben, and, I, and, and, I, and I've been on the road with you many times. We've go, we go way back like four flats on a Cadillac, back with, uh, with MTG and Will Johnson, and, and, you know, back in those days of uh, Outlaw Morgan, POA. You know, I remember those yeah. days. But it took those – God put you through that, and you had, you said, like you said, you had a fork in the road, and you decided to do what God puts you on this earth to do. And he toughened you up and he toughened your family up. And now, Ben, you're taking on the cartels. You're taking on the cartels. You are. You are solely and, and single-handedly down there taking on the cartels and showing the world what they don't want the world to see. And everybody thinks you're fearless. But you're like everybody else. You go out there and you know, hey, this could happen. I could die today. But you have the armor of God on. You know God's with you. 
So you go out there and you and you bring this truth to them. And I, I just want you to talk just quickly, if you can, on 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 that. The fact that you are that you could be you're taking on the cartels, Ben. Everybody says to me every day, please tell Ben I'm praying for him. Please tell Ben I'm praying for him. What drives you to just keep doing it, knowing that any day could be your last? What is it? Is it, is it your daughters? Is it our daughters? Is it our sons? What is it that, that really drives you? Yeah. Um, well, part of it is I'm not, like you said, I'm not fearless. I go into everything and, and there's a, a, an amount of fear. God has given me, actually, when I was growing up, I actually thought I was fearful. I would get into situations where uh, you know, people would want to fight and I would always I, I never wanted to fight. I never, uh, I did get in fights, but there was always this apprehension inside of me, like a fear of fighting, uh, of losing. And, and it was, I always loved the competition. I love sports. I love to, to battle, but it was, there was always this fear inside of me, the fear of losing. And, um, and I still have that fear every time I go into any of these things and the fear of, you know, there, there's definitely a fear of death, but it is, it's gotten to the place where I just feel like, if we don't do it now, and, and I think there's a supernatural component to it too. Oh yes, for where sure. God, I, I trust, I trust the Lord to lead me where he wants me to go. And in those moments where um, there have been many times where things could have gone really bad in the last couple of years, I, man, I just sense God's presence. I sense his anointing. I sense angels around me um, mm. in a supernatural way. And so I, I can't explain it other than that. Just, I, I, I'm called to do it. I go where the Lord calls me to go and i pray that he tells me where to go and where not to go and there have been places and times where i know god says don't go there and so i don't go there yeah um, but really it's a matter of just lord what do you want me to do uh what is your call in my life show me the door to walk through and give me the courage to step and there's often times where i if it was just me i'd turn around and i'd say nope i don't want to go there uh, and then god gives me the courage to do it but fear you know that uh, courage is not the absence of fear it's the uh, it's it's how you deal with that fear and how how you choose to walk into the fear. That's what courage is. And, Amen. And well, God hey, is the only one who gives it to me. Well, it says it says not to fear 365 day, times in the Bible for 365 days Amen. a year to wake up and say I have I, I I'm not going to I I fear it but I'm going to put it on Jesus. I'm going to put it on God. Hey, and God bless Real America's Voice too. You know, honestly, God bless Rob Amen. Sig and all these people and Parker and everybody who works behind the scenes to 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 fund you getting the truth out there and to be behind Amen. you. And when anything happens to you, they're right there with you. What a great network this is of, of great people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Amen. Um, Amen. Ben, talk uh, about the 15,000 uh, illegals coming right now. And, and, and talk about the NGO video that you sent me that, that is basically that, that Joe Biden is, is, is not only causing the illegal immigration, but he's single-handedly helping the child trafficking. Yeah. Uh, first off, we are being invaded uh, at, at unprecedented numbers every single day. We, we're watching the caravan come up there. The estimates are it could grow to 15,000. It's actually being broken up now by this idea of this ant operation that Adam Caballo and Todd Bensman have been talking about. Basically, Mexico, through the U.S. government, they, they've come to an agreement to try to, to limit what uh, people can see. And so rather than having large groups of caravans, their goal is to break it down into smaller groups that we can't see. It's the same thing happened in America. They're shipping people around the country in the dead of night, hoping that you don't see it. But the truth is every single day we have a caravan of illegals crossing into our border, invading our border, somewhere between 10 and 20,000 that are apprehended every single day into this country. And those are the ones that are apprehended. Border Patrol tells me they're only getting a third, their estimate, 
or or less of what's actually coming across. Wow. We are being invaded. Our country is being destroyed from within. And it's up to us to stop it. And on top of that, you have uh, basically what, what's happened now is our government has been taken over by interests that that don't align with American interests. We have cartel influence within our own government. We have politicians that are being bought off, just like we see in Mexico. Mexico is controlled in large part by cartels. Many politicians, especially on the border, but in Washington, D.C. as well, have been corrupted by the cartels to the point where uh, the video you're mentioning, an interview I have with uh, an an, NGO employee who works in the unaccompanied minors program, stated to me that the policies now are enabling child trafficking. Rather than protecting children, they're enabling child trafficking. That is what's happening today on our southern border. And I asked Border Patrol, multiple Border Patrol officers, how much more can our country take of this? And the answer I continue to get is we're already past that point. So we are beyond what America can take. And two more years will destroy this country. Okay, so everybody knows that you know that i know that the, the the audience knows that because we report on it i you're out there i report what you're doing out there real america's voice pushes it out in your expert opinion because i would i would consider you an expert of the border right now in your expert opinion if the if the federal government does not allow this to be fixed and they allow it to keep happening what can we the people do to actually stop it what other remedies are there or are there none well the, the first thing is we have to get loud. You look at what the left does, and they are the, they're professional activists. They are professional agitators. And we are, uh, we are minor league, to say the least. Uh, you mentioned it. We did it with Marjorie Taylor Greene when she first started. But if we don't start engaging, and we started to see that with CRT, we started to see with that with the, the moms and dads coming out saying, you're not teaching that to my kids. We're talking about the life or death of this nation with what's going on on our border. Uh, with what's going on in Washington, D.C. right now as well, the move towards socialism and communism, and they're using the border as a tool to get us there. It is time for every single American to activate and to get loud. We need massive numbers of people, just like you hear the screaming, crying leftists on the abortion issue, and God bless the Supreme Court justices, that abortion needs to go away. Uh, We need to stand up and say, nope, we're not going to allow this to happen. In 2022, we have to take the House back. We can't wait beyond that. And, no. and it's really a job of the House. We, it's the House's job to, to enact immigration laws. And there are many screwed up immigration laws. But the problem is we're going into an election where we don't trust the outcome of the election. We have to get people involved, as Steve Bannon has said, uh, with the war room, uh, that, that we have to have precinct captains. We have to have people overseeing this. And the main thing to me is we cannot be afraid to offend people anymore. It's time to say, shut up, sit down. We're taking back over because the next step in this, if we don't change it now, if we don't stop it now is, is true civil war. We're, we're already yeah, in, uh, in a civil war as we speak uh, that people say blood hasn't been shed, but it has, but we are heading towards a time uh, where it's, it's a tipping point where if we don't stop the direction we're heading, we're going to have mass casualties in this country or we're going to become a communist nation and we're going to have mass casualties in this country. Well, it's up to us to stop it. It's, uh, every single person has to get engaged. And uh, the first thing I'd say is pray and ask the Lord what to do. We need the Lord in this fight at the front of it and the back of it and, and the sides of it. We need his angels to go before us. We know the battle isn't ours. It's the Lord's. And I just pray that over our nation right now. But every single person has to get engaged. 
Well, it's time to strap on the full armor of God and onward, Christian soldier. Get loud, get involved, get engaged, put your money where your mouth is, and let's save this nation. Ben, I love you, brother. Thanks for pulling over. I know you're on your travels all the time. Uh, Stay safe. We love you. We'll be praying for you and your family, the girls. Say hello to them, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, okay, brother? All right, brother. Love you, man. Love you, too. See you later. Well, folks, there it is right there. He's been through the thick and thin. He's been through the hell. He's been through the fire. A lot of us have. He's been arrested. He's been beat. He's been harassed. He's been threatened. Uh, There's really nothing else you can do to a man who's already been drugged through the fire and knows that he has the full armor of God on, and there's nothing that's going to stop him. Hey, let's take another commercial break here on Real America's Voice News, and we'll be right back with more Live from America right after this. Please stay tuned. What a great interview uh, interview with Ben. I, uh, I Like I say, I go back with Ben probably 2015, I think it was. Uh, 2015, it was me. It was Marjorie Taylor Greene. It was Pissed Off American, Outlaw Morgan, Will Johnson. Um, man, there was so many people back then. Uh, you had a lot of these people turned out to be maybe not who they thought that who we thought they were at one point, but we had Harim Uzeel. We had uh, Henry Davis at that point. Um, there was uh, so many people. We've uh, Carol Leak up there in uh, oh, what state is she in? But uh, I think Carol Leak. Uh, we had so many great, amazing patriots. If any of those names ring a bell to you, just say, "Oh, I remember that person. I remember that person." Because we were in the thick and the thin, folks. We were in the thick of the thin. We were in, uh, some of us were in Charlottesville when that happened. I was in the Boston Free Speech Rally and almost got killed there. I almost got trampled and killed there. So if you guys remember those days, that's what we went through. That's how we got where we are right now. And that's why all of us are still fighting. That's why all of us are still fighting because we've already been through the dirt and the mud. We're just trying to wake up other people to get them to, bring, to, to go willingly through the dirt and the mud. How can we fund Ben? Well, here's a, here's a great way to fund him. Go to FrontlineAmerica.com. FrontlineAmerica.com. Or if you use his promo code FRONTLINE, I think you can use that on, LF, on uh, MyPillow.com. I think you can use that on uh, PatriotSupply.com or any of those. He's got, uh, he's got promo codes as well. But, uh, yeah, it's nice to see some of you guys remembering those names. So many losing hope. I know. I know. We got to keep the spirits up. We do. All right. Let's get back into it because I've got more to go through, and, I don't, and we, we went really long on that. So we're, gonna go, we're not going to go as long on this next couple segments. So here we go. Okay, we're right back here on Real America's Voice News. That was Ben Berkwam, uh, a brother of Christ, a brother uh, that, I, that I look to uh, in the thick and the thin of it, and he's always right there. He's graciously opened up his, his home to me many times. Just a great man, and uh, I couldn't be more blessed to have such great people around me, including all of you. We're all like-minded Christian people, and uh, some of us aren't Christian, but hey, that doesn't mean that you're not fighting on our side. Uh, All right, we've got another January 6th bombshell to talk about this morning. We talked about things that they failed to mention at last night's failed sham January 6th debacle, which was primetime TV where they illegally hired an ABC executive to further their political agenda, but that's neither here nor there. But here's some of the things that they forgot to mention in last night's uh, hearing that they hoped would get, do better than it did, but it didn't because nobody cares. Uh, 
And at the end, I'll talk about a bombshell new report that we got that they also didn't mention. The first one is they never mentioned Nancy Pelosi turning down National Guard troops four days before January 6th that were offered by none other than President Donald J. Trump. The second thing, they never, ever even talked about the shooting of a U.S. Air Force veteran by the name of Ashley Babbitt that was shot point-blank range in the neck, murdered and killed while she was trying to stop people from breaking in to the Capitol. But apparently she was probably trying to stop Antifa and FBI operatives is why they were moving forward, okay? Number three, folks, beating Roseanne Boylan to death, trampling her and beating her so badly that the government had to cremate her body and not give it back to the family, which is highly illegal and disgusting because they wanted to hide the crimes of how bad they beat Roseanne Boylan, and number four, the breaking news that we got today, Chuck Schumer and his team actually received intel about the possible violence from the FBI, who also failed to do their job because they were probably too busy making up a fake kidnapping of Gretchen Whitmer. Look, I can promise you right now that no right-minded, red, blood, and blue, uh, red, red, white, and blue-blooded American, no conservative, Know anybody who supports President Trump or anybody else with a common sense would want to kidnap Gretchen Whitmer. They would kill themselves after they were with her for five minutes for crying out loud. But that's probably what the FBI was too busy trying to do. FBI intelligence warning that January 6th protesters might violently storm the Capitol. Target lawmakers and blockade Democrats and tunnels was never sent to the frontline police commanders. Why? Well, because they didn't want them to know about it. They wanted to orchestrate this at the highest level so they could make it look as bad as possible so they could prevent Donald Trump and his supporters from ever running for office or occupying Washington, D.C. ever again after they stole the election, which was the real insurrection on November 4th of 2020. But, ladies and gentlemen, it was quietly emailed the night before to a top aide in Senate majority, then Senate minority leader Chuck Schumer's office. Him and his team knew about it. According to the documents that raised new concerns, that politics trumped security preparedness in the fatal hours before the FBI orchestrated covert operation known as January 6th. Capitol Police Deputy Chief Sean Gallagher emailed two of top Schumer aides one of them being Kelly Fado, F-A-D-O, now the Senate's Deputy Sergeant of Arms, at about 9.40 p.m. on January 5th, 2021, saying he wanted to, quote, provide you visibility, he's talking to Chuck Schumer, to new intelligence that an FBI threat analysis center had received from a website owner according to documents obtained by John Solomon and Just the News. The information explicitly warned the demonstrators had detailed maps of the tunnel systems around the Capitol frequented by lawmakers. Now, how did they get them? Let me ask you that question. If the FBI is sending Chuck Schumer intel that they received, obviously prior to January 5th, because that's when they sent it to Chuck Schumer, and they said that these people had uh, maps of the tunnels, how'd they get them? Now, we know that the real left-wing insurrectionists that are trying to kill the Supreme Court justice, uh, the Supreme Court justices, they have maps of all the entry and exit points of the SCOTUS building because they are actively planning an insurrection. But let me ask you this. 
who who gain, who uh, obtained these actual maps? Now anybody can go on the Google machine and print out what they think are underground maps and tunnels in our nation's capital, but they're all fake and false, edited, and by some crazy people out there who think the earth is flat. No, 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 ladies and gentlemen, I'm talking about these are real detailed tunnels, real detailed maps, geographical maps of the tunnels underneath the Capitol building. How did they get those if not sent to them from maybe the elected officials in that uh, building? Maybe FBI? Who knows? But anyway, long story short, Chuck Schumer knew about it, did nothing about it, and that's where we are today. So we have that to go on now. I can't wait to see where we go. But that didn't stop glad bag Hillary from popping off at the mouth. Oh, no. Glad bag Hillary came out last night and all of her trashiness and tweeted out, it's pretty simple. We have a right to choose our own leaders. We can't let anyone take that right away from us. The people involved in the criminal conspiracy to overturn the will of the American voter, which culminated in the attempted coup of January 6th, must be held accountable. You know what? I agree. I agree with you, Hillary Clinton. Those people who are responsible should definitely be held accountable. And their names are Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, Christopher Wray. Why not? He was in charge of the FBI, right? And the entire left-wing party, they should all be held accountable for what they did on January 6th. And the truth will come out. So while I agree with old glad bag hacking Hillary, I have to give her the dumb dumb award of the day. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, it seems we've lost our uh, we've lost our, <laughs> our image of the dumb dumb award of the day, but that doesn't mean we can't bring it back up and give it to her. Ladies and gentlemen, like I said, Hillary Clinton, glad bag Hillary gets the dumb dumb award of the day. Come on, man. <laughs> we did it. We did it, Joe. There we go. Glad bag Hillary right there in that swamp donkey bucket. But ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, also, the Dow and your 401ks are plummeting even further. I had to just get this in. It didn't make sense with what I was saying, but it was the next topic to go through. And that is Biden's America is trash. The Dow, ladies and gentlemen, year to date here in 2022 is the worst that it has ever been. I'm not lying, folks. Biden economy, the Dow is down more in 22 year to date than in any year in the history of Americans. The reason why Americans have stopped looking at their 401ks this year is because Biden's economy is destroying their markets. It was only a matter of time before the markets caught up with the terrible economic decisions of the Biden administration. Bannon's been warning you about it. I've been warning you about it. Berkwam's been warning you about it. Everybody in in RAV has been warning you about it. But you've seen the forest for the trees. You feel it with the gas pumps and you feel it in the... uh, When you're at the grocery store, the economy is tanking. So hold yourselves tight, folks. Get rid of anything you don't need, like streaming services, and only keep what you do. We'll be right back with more Live from America right after this. I know it was a short segment. That's because we had a long interview with Ben, but he deserved it. Biden and Hillary don't. We'll be right back right after these messages. All right, and we're not going to actually have a real commercial break, folks, because I'm coming right back with this. I got to get out of here this evening. So I apologize, but we're going to go right back into it and uh, finish off strong with some good news, okay? And the good news is coming out of Arizona, as a matter of fact. So let's get right back into it. And we're back here on Real America's Voice News. This is Jeremy Harrell from the Live Free or Die, Granite State of New Hampshire. 
Uh, been a great show. Been a great week with you. So thank you all very much. And I'd like to thank Ted Nugent as well uh, and, and, and congratulate him on his new show here on Real America's Voice News. Let's end strong, ladies and gentlemen. And for that, let's go to Arizona. None other than Representative Mark Fincham, a good friend of ours here on Live from America, comes on frequently. But when asked recently in his debate uh, running for the Secretary of State to get rid of Katie Hobbit there in Arizona, he was asked what he would do when he becomes Secretary of State. And this is his answer. Check it out. Uh, Representative Fincham, tell me this. What is the first thing you plan to accomplish when you become the Secretary of State? Get us out of ERIC. Get us out of ERIC. the Electronic Registration Information Center set up by George Soros and his crew that originally in concept was designed to help states identify individuals who were moving from one state to another through voter registration, through vehicle registration. When you had deceased voters, they were supposed to be in the system so that they couldn't somehow be reassigned to another state. Well, that's not how it turned out. Eric, once a state joins, keeps your information. Yep. They shut down because you have to sign a contract. They shut down your access to our voter information. That is unacceptable. So the first thing that we'll do, in fact, I ran a bill earlier this year uh, that would mandate that we remove ourselves from Eric. Unfortunately, that bill wasn't heard. So that would have to be something that the Secretary of State will have to do. A trustworthy Secretary of State will do that under rulemaking authority. So, ladies and gentlemen, we've been talking about the Eric system here for quite some time. And Mark Fincham is promising to get rid of the Eric system, which is Soros founded and Soros funded. And for that, you know that we've got to give Representative Fincham his due here on Live from America, which is the Smarty Award. <clears throat> right now, it's Ladies and gentlemen, the Smarty Award of the day. Katie Hobbs. We'll be glad to see her move on. That's the first two things that I would do. Smarty Award of the day goes to Representative Mark Fincham. All right, we had a little bit of technical difficulty there, but you get it. You get the drift. Anyway, folks, that's going to do it for today's show. Remember, there are right ways and there are wrong ways. But there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out and keep your head up high. Because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you. We've got a 20% sale on JeremyHerald.com. Brand new clothes as of today. Why don't you check them out and sign up for our newsletter. We will see you next week for more Live from America, 11 a.m. Until then, keep your families close. Keep a smile on your face. And keep spreading that gospel. God bless you guys. Have a great evening. See you later. Peace.